But look good. Look good. Thanks. Yeah, I'm pretty cool, excited about cool to having... see your face on a museum ID. Exactly. It looks all official. Even though I'm going to be only working, I'll be pretty much never actually working at the museum and only working <laughs> um, like a maximum of 12 hours a week, still mm-hmm. counts. So. Indeed. Nice. Yes, that is extremely part-time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Super Duper Stitches. <laughs> I was going to say, the Paranormal Podcast, about the signs of the strange, it is a new year. It is indeed. 2020 is that new year. 2020, the year of perfect vision. Yes. Uh, I'm Jake. And I'm Wyatt. <laughs> and we are oh, back again, no. uh, as is the horrifying burps. <laughs> Is the burps the burps is, is my, here? The burps is here, and yeah, what are we doing today, Jake? That is a great question. What we it's a new year, uh, so we have a new year based premise to the ep, which I believe I kind of followed. Stop me where I'm wrong. So we have ten stories <laughs> each for a total of twenty. <laughs> we, we put a hard cap on how much time we could actually put into finding these stories. So three minutes of searching per story, after which we're locked in. Uh, no matter how shitty the story is, no matter yep, yep, yep. whether we both have the same stories, and no matter yep. how bad an episode premise this might be. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're mostly right. I wound up getting 40 stories. Oh my god. Or or, or, or 20, I should say. Yeah. I got 20. Because we did you ten, said, 10 each of normal length ones, so there's a 20 yes. there. And then after that, we each have 10 shorter stories very short stories that are ostensibly on the ball in the ballpark of 20 seconds long each which i don't precisely think holds true, precisely but just way too much invocation of the number 20 yes so yes uh, <laughs> just to sum it up for everyone at home who's now confused <laughs> and trying to figure out if they missed their exit because they were paying attention to us we both have 20 stories for each of us 10 of them will be longer 10 will be shorter this will be a long episode deal with it but enjoy as we descend into madness recording <laughs> gonna and set the year off right that's that is right and this came out on new year's even though it's probably <laughs> january 6th or 7th when it's out yeah we might not but, get this out until like the thursday after we're gonna have it be like the i think like the second but we just were too busy to record that's right, and it is spiritually out on New Year's, so you're welcome, we did it, hooray! It's, whatever the case, it is our first episode this year, so yeah. Yes, indeed. So, but what better way than to read a bunch of tales? Uh-huh. And it is an odd-numbered episode, meaning one of us goes first. <laughs> and that one is specifically you. Okay, cool. <laughs> Okay, these are in no particular order other than the order in which I found them and quickly read them and then pasted them into a Word file. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Um, So even I will be somewhat surprised, I'm sure. Excellent. Also, in some cases, I was limited by the timer. And so there will be things that are not exactly stories. Because I literally just took whatever I was staring at on the screen and made that my entry. So, to begin with, we have by Teacher Whatever on Reddit's Humanoid Encounters Forum, which is the large progenitor of stories for me today. Uh huh. We have a title, Tree-Like Creature. About five or six years ago, I was living in Houston with my parents studying for the bar exam. I would get up every morning around 4 a.m. to go run about five miles before starting my long days of studying. 
By the time night rolled around, I was exhausted and had no trouble falling or staying asleep. My bedroom was on the first floor, which was just a single room next to the garage. The second floor is where the kitchen, dining room, and living room were, and the third floor is where the guest bedroom and my parents' room were located. My parents rarely came to my room because they knew I was either studying or sleeping. It's a boring life. This particular night, all was normal. I finished studying, took a shower, and fell asleep to the sound of the Golden Girls on TV. Weird. (laughs) I always set the timer to my TV so I could fall asleep whenever and not have to worry. Well, later that night, after dozing off, I was woken up by the sound of someone breathing heavily. Someone breathing heavily. (laughs) It sounded like someone someone was struggling to breathe. breathe. (laughs) Sorry, continue. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, You'll have to do your own version, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. Read Read from the end to the beginning. Yeah, in the case of this, what do we do, actually? We said part of the rules was, hey, if we get the same story, we get the same story. Tough stuff. Keep on trucking there, Shell. Oh, yes. Um... I didn't open my eyes because I didn't want whatever it was to know I was awake, and I was freaked out and didn't want to see what was there. I knew it wasn't either of my parents immediately. I could feel the heat from the breath on my mouth. No. I slowly and carefully opened my eyes the slightest amount, and what I saw will haunt me forever. I was wide awake by this time. I could see this tall creature standing over me from my left. It was darker than the darkness of my room, and it was breathing into my mouth. (laughs) When I got a good look at it, I was even more terrified. It wasn't your normal everyday figure. You know, you know the kind. Yes. Um, Parenthetical, although a black figure in your room at night isn't normal, period. Yeah. It looked like it had tree branches growing out of it. It had branches coming out of its head and its arms. I can only explain it as looking like Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy, but I hadn't seen that movie at the time, if the movie was even out yet. It wasn't until over four years later I saw the movie and immediately thought of my experience. But Groot looks harmless. He's kind looking. Whatever was in my room wasn't looking, or sorry, wasn't looking kind. (laughs) wasn't kind looking and i didn't want anything to do with it although admittedly i'm pretty sure even if it quote unquote looked kind come on it'd still be pretty scary i knew i couldn't just lay there and let it do whatever it wanted to do so i tried to say a prayer i closed my eyes and screamed out the lord's prayer and immediately it was gone i slept the lights on all night for weeks And to this day, I get freaked out when I wake up in the middle of the night, which is now very often. I often wonder about my experience. I can't decide if I think it was a demon or some sort of an alien. I don't usually tell people this story because they don't believe me. But I've now told the entire world and internet. And I will go to my grave swearing to its truth. (laughs) Um, So. Yeah. Yeah. Really fun, interesting one. As soon as you said teacher whatever, I was like. Wow, right out oh. of the gates, we both have one of the same stories. I, as I was gathering stories, started to click further and further along in the pages, uh-huh. afraid that I would be, if I didn't do that, probably picking up some more that you would get. I and then I too. started... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I started to think, oh no, maybe he's also clicking further <laughs> along in the pages. <laughs> I instead, um, because of when we were doing this and stuff, remember, I, I started doing my research basically the day after you said you were done yours, 
and started oh, yeah. looking for the newest possible stuff from like that day and stuff if oh, I nice. could. So I not all of it is like that, but in many cases I try to get stuff that hadn't been posted until after you had already researched. So hopefully cool. that means at least one of mine isn't a duplicate. <laughs> I will well, part of me hopes that one of them is because I really enjoyed what you did and I want to do it now too. <laughs> <laughs> Just surprise me if it happens to be one you've already oh, heard. Oh, absolutely. Let's read the last sentence along with you or something. Um, Perfect. Cool. All right. Well, take it away. All righty. Here's one from a month or so ago. So already putting us at risk by Anxious Antlers on the Paranormal mm-hmm. subreddit. Mm-hmm. Um, they say, I'll start off by saying this is going to be a long post. My apologies. I'll also state that if I'm posting this in the wrong sub... Please tell me where this would be more acceptable to post. This is the story of an encounter that lasted off and on for almost a decade. Me and the Pale Man. Oh, boy. It starts around when I was 13 years old. It's worth mentioning that I didn't have a very good home life, but I also wasn't very aware of this fact. I suspected that maybe families were sometimes just like that. Houses were always this messy and decrepit. Parents were always either insanely controlling and accusatory, or they weren't around at all. Mm Mm-hmm. At this point in my life, I would have to take a bus. Um, I would have to take a bus to school. I would wake up very early to catch it, and it, um, it was almost always still dark outside when I walked to the bus stop. In the corner of my eye, in there he would be in my yard, the tall, gangly figure. Hmm. He was maybe seven feet tall, papery white skin, long arms, spindly and long fingers, humanoid-shaped body that was very thin and bony, and he had no face to speak of. Sounds in- like us. Yeah. <laughs> He gave me a very deep sense of dread whenever I caught a glimpse of him. But oddly enough, he would just stand at the end of my yard. When I would try to look at him, he'd vanish. I thought maybe he was just my imagination. Running away with him. Yes. <laughs> As time went on, he would appear in different places. When we moved, he would be at our new houses. I figured I brought him there. Sometimes at night when everyone was asleep and the house was dark, in the pitch black living room, I could swear I saw him, standing in the middle of the room or sitting on the couch. I avoided passing the living room at night altogether because uh, because of him. I was terrified of his presence. When I realized he probably wasn't going anywhere, I decided I should name him. I had an issue with personalizing things growing up. Mm. I would give objects names and personalities. Mm-hmm. It prevented me from wanting to throw things away, and I still sometimes struggle with this. But in this instance, uh, naming him was what I was um, using to be less scared of him. I named mm-hmm. him the Pale Man. I'm glad they picked a not creepy name. <laughs> Just going for the first Del Toro character they could think of that would be totally <laughs> yeah, not un- exactly. uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Famously, Del Toro's least frightening, most enjoyable character. Exactly. <laughs> uh, as my mental health declined and the emotional abuse I was facing became more apparent and rampant, he became more bold, it seemed. Sometimes when I'd be in the shower, I would swear I could see him on the other side of the curtain. I would see it slowly move as if he were poking it. I would press my back against the wall of the shower and watch him slowly scratch at the curtain. He never tried to open it. He never made noises. I could just see his familiar tall shadow from behind the curtain. He scared me, but I felt confident telling myself that he wasn't dangerous. Uh, One of the Uh houses he followed us to had uh, a long, poorly lit hallway. So any time of day, if my door was open, I would see him walk past, quietly and quickly in the dark. It almost became comforting to have him there. My mother was rarely home, and my brothers didn't seem to notice him. It was like he was there to check up on me. I started to whisper into the dark living room at night, Good night, pale man, and I would see him slowly wave from the couch. Aww. Fast forward to now. I live with my girlfriend. I started seeing a therapist. Though I haven't mentioned pale man, when I started taking medication and addressing issues in old trauma, he started to show up less and less. Hmm. At the last I saw of him, he was in the living room, standing. 
He was too tall for the room, so his head was a little bent forward. I waved at him. He waved back at me. I said to him, Good night, pale man. Thank you. He bowed his head a bit. I walked back to my bed. He stayed there. In the morning, as always, he was not there, but then the following nights he also hadn't shown. I was a bit sad to have him leave, but I'm sure it's for the better. I like to think he moved on to better things. I know um, I know, I sure did. Thank you for reading. Aww. So that was a that cool was one. That was kind of sweet, yeah. Yeah, because it starts out really quite creepy. Um, right. It touches on some kind of mental health stuff that's really important, and mm-hmm. it ends up just on a happier note. The person got help, and the problem went away. Because it does seem pretty likely that this was a manifestation of all the stress and anxiety and, and awful things happening to this person in their childhood and became kind of a way of coping, too. And as the problem went away, so did the pale man. Pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can buy it insofar as it was a personal experience. Exactly. And some of they don't seem to take too much, um, put too much weight into it. Like, hey, there's this thing that I saw. And right. then things got better, and I didn't see any more. So you know, whatever. Thanks for reading. Exactly. Assuming it was real, kudos for uh, getting confronting help. it in a very peaceful way and getting help. Yeah, exactly. both those things. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, on to my first twenty-second story. Yes. This is by Kai Loves Memes, also on the Humanoid Encounters subreddit, because that is all I've got. Almost <laughs> entitled "The Smiley, uh, the Yellow Smiley Balloon was more than that." Oh. Me and my friend that we will call S came over. It was my 11th birthday and I had just gotten balloons. A pink and black cheetah print, happy birthday, (laughs) and a yellow smiley balloon. We both love horror. Like, I can't explain how much we love it. We wanted to get scared and have a laugh. So we downloaded one of those definitely fake apps of ghost hunting. We were playing around when the balloons started slowly moving around. Ooh. You know how balloons do. (laughs) But the yellow one was different. It went straight to the door, turned sideways, and ducked under the door. (laughs) Throughout the hallway, ducked under the door again, then went straight to a corner of my sister's room. We weren't sure whether it was imaginary, because it was two in the morning, (laughs) or if it was real. We grabbed the ballon and then tried it again. (laughs) It definitely ducked under the door. Almost like a short child was moving it around. We tried it like six other times and we were completely sure it was being pulled under by something. We closed the door and tried to use the quote real ghost app unquote to find out. On my iPad... Which spelled like the monster I used at school, important. I recorded it, and on my phone I used this one app while S used a different app. That was a good sentence, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Both of us pointed it to the balloon. It came up as Daisy. I have learned a lot about her. She's very nice. That's the end? The end. (laughs) Huh. So, uh, all right then. Daisy the and yellow balloon ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> All right. Here's my first short one. Go it's, on. It's uh, one from this past Monday entitled, I live with a ghost who likes ACDC. <laughs> you probably won't believe me, but I have a curious meet this year of university. A few months ago, I posted about strange episodes that were happening into my student house. The people mm. don't believe me because the things never happen when there are anyone at home. Except me, of course. (laughs) 
after a long period of frightening and confusion, one day I finally put a rem- <laughs> I finally put a remedy, an accidentally <laughs> remedy. It only consists in put the song Highway to Hell in my computer. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was studying. <laughs> For my surprise, one of the doors began to opening at the rhythm of the music. It was so weird. Since that, uh-huh. I never had more problems at the house when I'm alone. If I hear something, I put ACDC and everything's okay. This thing playing with the doors or the bulbs and keeps the calm. Surrealistic, don't you believe? <laughs> I do believe. <laughs> That's a good one. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, I'll jump right into another longish one. Sure. This is by PM Me Cryptids. Ooh. Entitled Personal Black Eyed Kid Encounter 2009. Ah. This is an encounter I experienced in the summer of 2008. Just kidding, <laughs> 2009. I was born and raised in the plains of Texas, specifically in an area where black eyed kids sightings are prevalent. I had heard the stories, tales, legends, whatever you want to call them, since I was a young man, but never truly believed them. The Black Eyed Kids was mainly something I entertained as a joke or something to get a rise out of people. This changed in the summer of 2009. It was a warm night in June. I was up late, around 2am, as I typically like to stay up late, especially in the summer since since it would stay fairly warm even after the sun went down. I had just run up to the store to grab a big fountain drink and was returning into my house through the back door when I was approached by two children, a boy and a girl. I was very startled once I realized they were there since I wasn't expecting to encounter anyone in my backyard so late at night. The little boy asked, Could we come in? We need to use the phone. We are lost. (laughs) This is when I noticed the blackness of their eyes. Both of them had eyes so black They were like pits. This is also when my heart sank. I couldn't believe I was actually Jake. Seeing them. (laughs) That they were... There, right in front of me. As I mentioned before, I had heard the legends of the black-eyed... Children. Most of my life, so there was no way I was going to let them in my house. I darted in the... Back door. And locked it... As quickly as as I could. As I could. (laughs) Once I was inside, I ran upstairs and flipped on the lights to try and see if they were still outside. Thankfully, by then, they were gone. Now, I want to point out here that that actually, to me, somehow seems like it would be worse. Like, if you oh look, God. look outside, yeah, they're like, not there. God. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the movie version of this scenario, they would turn, the person saying this would turn the lights on, look outside, the kids would be gone, they'd turn around, and the kids would be standing there at the end of the hall. Right there at the end of the hall, precisely. And the lights would go out, and, and then, then they would be the lights would come back up, and they would be like even closer. Yeah, I had so much adrenaline pumping by that point, though, that I grabbed a weapon and began searching the house and making sure all doors and windows were locked. It took me hours to get to sleep that night, and it's an encounter that will stay with me for the rest of my life. These entities took the form of something most people view as innocent, weak, mild, and try to m- trick unsuspecting people. To do God knows what with or to them. I am just glad my reflexes. Oh, I'm sorry. I was scrolling around. <laughs> Kicked in. <laughs> and I was able to live. To tell the tale. There yeah. <laughs> Jake did that entirely 
using psychic. I, that was just guessing. That was just straight up guessing. That was a guess. You guessed. <laughs> I think you used up all your luck. With those guesses <laughs> uh-huh. for the rest of time. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, good old black right. eye kids. We haven't talked about them in, in quite a while, but very creepy concept, fun urban legendy kind of thing. I don't really think I buy that they're out there. I think it's <laughs> right. Um, funny <laughs> people still report on them, and it makes me wonder if everyone talking about them is just making it up, or if instead the idea has just gotten into people's brains enough that if they see a kid and right. if the lighting is just right that they can't see their eyes quite right, they get just super freaked out. It's a black eyed kid. I just really hope those kids are okay. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Assuming he did bump into some chill chillins out there at two or two thirty in the morning. Like, can we come in? We need to use the phone. We're lost. And it's like, oh, it just runs away yeah. and locks the door. Like, <laughs> looking for a weapon. <laughs> looking for a weapon, exactly. What were they going to do to me or have me do to them? Oh, God. Also, he didn't specify the weapon, so I'm hoping that it was just like a medieval flail or something. <laughs> I found my Spike morning star. on a chain. Yeah, morning yeah. star. <laughs> yes, but there you, there you go. Very good stuff. Should I read my next uh, longer Please. one? Please do. All right. This one is from Latash, posted in Humanoid Encounters this past oh Monday. He says, I was raised in a household in which many different theories were accepted and discussed openly, and I had access to the book Message from the Pleiades by Billy Meyer. Oh, boy. Almost exactly a month ago, I came into contact with a woman whose, um, whose identity I'll keep secret. She's quite tall for a woman, about 5'9", very slender, and has blonde hair and green eyes. She's very beautiful, too, I might add. I was invited to a house party with some of my friends, and towards the end of the night, she came to the party with two other girls. I was mm. stunned when I saw her. I didn't even try to make conversation with her. She had a powerful aura about her. Uh-huh. Later in the night, the two of us were the only ones still awake. I sat down next to her, and we began discussing the types of music we like. I, as a DJ and music producer, mentioned I like techno music. Not the EDM stuff, but real techno, akin to the sci-fi of the music world. Uh-huh. She, she explained to me how she as well had this affliction, and we continued to talk for the next five hours straight until the sun had risen. The only weird part was she kept saying techno from outer space. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) At one point, she suggested looking at the stars, and the moment we went outside (laughs) and pointed our eyes to the stars, we saw a Uh startling shooting star that whizzed across the sky. Star. Uh, She was very intelligent, but just in things. But her emotional and spiritual intelligence seemed to be on another level. Mm. I don't know what that sentence means. Uh, like I, she had feelings. Yeah, but she was very intelligent, but just in things. And then but her just emotion- in things, yeah. maybe means logical intelligence. I guess, but then her emotional and spiritual intelligence seemed even on another even level. Better. Yeah, didn't um, know how to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I was talking to a very old soul, a queen or a princess, even. Uh huh. <laughs> in that order, the oldest souls known. <laughs> yep. Uh, she let me talk for most of the time, listening to my faults with the most open of hearts. The whole oh, time seemed surreal, and time hardly existed. So my knowledge of Pleiadians makes her fit the exact profile. Very Nordic-looking, beautiful, and extremely wise. Like she's hundreds of years old. And as I've read, Pleiadians are the ambassadors for Earth as we enter the fifth dimension of thought. And she seemed there for a purpose. Thanks for Mm -hmm. reading. And I'm still shook about this encounter. And would love some feedback to make sense of this woman. Thank you. So... Yeah. (laughs) I, I like that he brings up the fifth dimension of thought, which of course is memes... (laughs) <laughs> preceded by time foodstuffs and jeff the mongoose <laughs> jeff the mongoose yes which is in some ways also, the spookiest meme the fifth dimension <laughs> yes 
Exactly. Uh, here's uh, also, I just want to say, here's a quick PSA. In fact, let's make it an official Super Duper Citrus PSA. Let's cue the music. All right, we could skate right past the part where this guy concluded that because the woman he was talking to was on the taller side and attractive, she must be extraterrestrial, and uh, specifically from the Pleiades, I guess. Mm-hmm. We can skate past that because what exactly are we going to do with that? I mean, really, the whole idea of her being from space. <laughs> no, I want to focus on the part where he had a five-hour, quote-unquote, conversation with this poor woman that consisted mostly of him <laughs> just unloading on her. Talking about this, the rude. and stuff, yeah. <laughs> exactly. uh, this is not a conversation. If you're meeting someone for the first time, whether it's a date type scenario or not, or hell, even if it's just isn't even a first meeting, you're just talking to a person who you already know. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Do not conduct yourself in this way. Nope. Ask questions. Listen to the answers. Ask follow-up questions. Give a shit. Don't exactly. be like this guy. And certainly don't assume that because they are politely listening to you and not trying to be mean and say shut up, you're being boring, that they are an alien. <laughs> right. That is all. Also, as one commenter said, uh, quote, and the girl said nothing about being an alien, and all we got is your description of her saying she has an old soul. Nothing you said indicated she was a Pleiadian alien. You're reading too much into it. To which Latash replied, it was heavily implied. It was heavily implied? This dude's an incel. (laughs) Moving on. Allow me to read a very short one, for which I will need to now use screen share. Oh, Higjazavan on Humanoid Encounters says, I'm the guy from Rome. Someone in the comment asked for a doodle of the creature since I don't have a photo, so here is a little doodle. There you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there I go. So we got a kind of humanoid thing with, like, I guess pants on, some spiky looking hands, some, a bunch of spikes going down his back, I guess. A very round, cartoonish head with no features. And literally no context. It's just on some lined paper. I don't know what the fuck this is about. It's in response to a completely separate thread that he did not directly reply to. And that is my second wonderful short story. We'll post a link to probably all of these and we'll definitely post a link to that picture. Maybe we'll have that photo as like the thumbnail for the episode. Sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) Good stuff. So here's one from uh, sometime last week. Fabian141 said, Some background. I'm 15. I live in a two-room apartment at ground floor with my mom. While alone, I am paranoid that something is in my house. It started with hearing my shutters move at night. A sudden, quiet, tack sound every 10 to 15 seconds, and it can last for as much as a minute. Mm. Tack. (laughs) Uh, Also, I was in the bathroom once and dropped the toilet seat on the toilet too hard, and then I heard something jump in the bathroom vent half a second after I dropped the seat. Hmm. So that's that's kind of a creepy idea. Like you that's do something creepy. to st- make a startling sound yourself and cause something else to be scared that you weren't yeah. <laughs> weren't aware was there. That is pretty creepy. Yeah. When I was younger, I heard a loud clap in the air above my body. I wasn't asleep yet, and when I looked around the room, there was nothing. This might just hmm. be me having an irrational fear. And I'm afraid it might be something more. More stuff has happened, but I don't remember it right now. The end. Interesting. Hey, yeah, why not? Yeah. Some <laughs> creepy, creepy event stuff. If anyone's listened to the, uh, let's see, the last, I guess the last uh, December episode of um, Real Life Ghost Stories, 
weird creepy vent stuff is already uh, very much in your imagination <laughs> and uh, we never did get around to actually saying so on air but thank you very much Emma for shouting out our merch on your show thank you thank you very cool. much and very glad you're enjoying your Doraku hoodie it the, is super uh, red and in fact today I'm wearing my oh, yeah. Doraku t-shirt t-shirt obviously thanks to Lauren for putting all the merch stuff together and making it actually work thank you very and much thank you to Katie for yes, making indeed. the freaking design of the Doraku and a couple other really cool ones so yeah check out superduperstitious.com slash shop for any number of cool merch items you might enjoy no kidding really comfortable stuff <laughs> now we it have some of our own super nice it's yeah indeed. we we spent a long time getting just the right shit together we did indeed. and uh a lot of hours into i would say lauren and i spent a good like 14 hours over the course of one weekend just like hammering down all right how does this work should we're gonna choose is this good and then we bought a bunch of samples and tried stuff out we really we put in the effort to make sure what you would be buying would be the most enjoyable stuff please buy i know i speak for any and everyone who has purchased any ever merch and saying thank you for doing so yeah this stuff is comf Mm mm-hmm Allow me to jump right in to Dick Nosed Shit Lickers post. <laughs> Creepy gnome like creature. <laughs> I just discovered this sub a couple days ago and only realized today that I can finally share a story I've only shared on Ask Reddit posts about these kinds of things. I'll preface this by saying that I'm not religious or anything, and until this experience, I wouldn't have believed what I'm about to tell you. My buddy and I were about 19 at the time. We lived with our parents while attending community college. As such, when we wanted to smoke weed, we had to go elsewhere. We liked this spot down by the river that runs through our city. It's a slightly woody spot down a small game trail to the river. It was probably 10 p.m., but there was plenty of moonlight to see by. We wound up sitting next to this little creek, a tributary to the main river. We sat and were just chatting while getting our weed out and whatnot. Importantly, we weren't high yet. Not that weed, especially sh- the swag we still smoked in the early 90s, would make you see this. I became absently aware of a scraping sound nearby. Mm. I realized that it had been going on since we sat down, our chatting having covered the noise. I'm imagining I I, like someone dragging a huge sheet of corrugated iron across a concrete like parking lot. <laughs> that being the sound. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I was saying to the guy, wait a minute, what was that? <laughs> I think I must have had a look of curiosity or alertness because my friend stopped talking, suddenly hearing the sound as well. We located it across the bank of the small creek from us. I could see motion in the underbrush by the moonlight. But it couldn't, uh, but couldn't quite make out what was making the sound. A quick inventory of possibilities ran through my mind, but I couldn't think what animal in our little piece of cityfied woods would make the noise, which sounded like scraping something hard against a rock. Suddenly, the scraping sound stopped. Whatever it was had apparently become aware of us as well. From the underbrush stood only what I can describe as a grizzled, gnome-like character. (laughs) I have no real memory of what he was wearing, if anything, but he was small, probably two and a half to three feet tall, and looked quite weathered. Like you could put a cigarette out on his cheek and he'd no more notice it than than would a boulder. (laughs) (laughs) 
the most insensitive material <laughs> known to man. Yes. In one hand, he had what looked like a sharpened bone or antler, and in the other, some kind of stone for sharpening it, presumably. He considered us for just a moment, then seemed to just lose interest. He crouched back down in the underbrush, continuing to sharpen his tool. For our part, we very quietly, so as not to arouse his interest again, and very quickly gathered our things and got out of there. I realized later that I was afraid of him. First, because he really didn't look of this world, and secondly, because for being so small, he wasn't scared of us at all. In fact, he didn't look at us like he was looking at other sentient beings. He looked at us like we were some sort of interesting pattern on a wall. Somehow, that was incredibly frightening. I've never seen anything like it since, nor has my old friend, whom I still know. I can't explain it, and I expect I never will. The end. Wow. Good old gnome stuff. I tell you. It always reminds me of all of the gnome, pukwudgie, general stuff you covered back along and just tickles me at the memory of that episode. That's a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. I I have liked the gnome stuff because as ridiculous as gnomes are to me as a concept, so many of the gnome encounter tales ring with a certain kind of like <laughs> candor for me for some reason. Yeah. I just feel like, <laughs> shit, maybe they saw something <laughs> weird. <don't> know. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a specific thing to report on. So, yeah. And it's funny you bring that up because I, in my search for these stories, I did find one that I kind of set aside for maybe another time that mm -hmm. is about gnomes. So <laughs> it might nice. come up again sometime not Very too good. long from now. I figured we'd probably both end up leaning towards Reddit as a just a very quick way to find a lot of stuff. So we mm -hmm. did a lot of that, which makes sense. But for a, a bit of a change of pace, I sought out some more professional answers regarding crawlers. I'm so fond of them, as you know. Yes, Covered them indeed. on all kinds of episodes. Specifically, I went to psychicfocus.blogspot, mm. where 40-something-year-old medium Lynn answers reader-submitted questions using her gift-slash-curse of the second site. When asked what the deal is with crawlers, <laughs> she had this to say. When I focus on these crawlers, I do get a strong <laughs> reptilian connection. They look to be part of the mm. reptilian ET race and do live underground. They carry a very low vibration and are very primal beings. Mm -hmm. I see that they only come out at night because their eyes cannot take in that much light. They are so used to being underground, their eyes have developed to see in very low light. Which actually means that they're designed to take in a whole bunch of light, but whatever. Like, you take know, in as she's much light a psychic, possible. Jake, so... Sorry. Uh, they are also very pale due to their generations of evolution in the ground. Mm -hmm. I get they are starting to come to the surface more and more due to food shortages. It used to be that they were more like slaves for the underground bases, and they were fed and cared for in exchange for working and mining natural resources. I was wondering if she was going to bring up the underground bases. Yes. Some bases feel like they have been abandoned. Uh, they have the resources extracted in certain areas, so they have relocated. <laughs> And the mm -hmm. crawlers were left behind to fend for themselves. They do not feel friendly and lack many emotions and feelings humans possess. Imagine them as the sociopaths from the underground that are starving and in survival mode. Okay. These are not beings <laughs> um, to be approached or interact with. Uh, these are not beings to approach or interact with. Be cautious and keep your distance. And that is all I have for this reading. Love and light, Lynn. Wow. I am also horrified that I'm pretty sure that's my mom. <laughs> Lynn. <laughs> you realize that while you're recording that she's in the other room just like giving psychic advice on the internet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Only ever about crawlers, though. <laughs> yeah, specifically, keeps talking. Like, oh, yeah, when I focus on crawlers, I get the sense that they used to work on the underground bases. But people I, are asking your questions about, like, you know, fame and fortune or something. Like, how can I, you know, make it make a right career choice right now? Well, focusing the underground crawlers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I do also find it funny that it does sound a lot like some of the plot of Us. Oh. By Jordan Peele. Hmm. Haven't seen it. Uh, you got to see it. It's good. Did you see Get Out? Yes, I did see that. Good. Yeah, definitely check out. I We enjoyed Get Out more than Us, but Us is still very worth seeing. That has been the consensus review, I feel. I think we would have absolutely loved it if we heard. didn't have it to uh, have Get Out to compare it to. Like, oh, this is really right. cool. I love this. But just the, the bar is so high. With yeah, not get exactly out. a sophomore slump so much as he just smashed it on get Yeah, out. hard to uh, get quite to that level of excellence again. Right. But uh, good stuff. And ends on the best possible song for the end of a movie. Like, my goodness. Mm. We are anyway. the champions. No. <laughs> anyway. Um. <laughs> so my next short story is from SR71 UFO. Also on the Humanoid Encounters page. Uh, Billy Corgan Shapeshifter. Ooh. Has anybody ever listened to Smashing Pumpkin singer Billy Corgan's interview on Howard Stern about the shapeshifter that changed f- form in front of him backstage? Whom was a music industry executive? YouTube this now. <laughs> I have not, and should YouTube that as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. That is <laughs> what I have. All right. This one is from five months ago and is called Thing Crawls Into Forest. Ooh. The writer says... We're about to get screen shared? Uh, no. Oh. Sorry. I'm a dumb 13-year-old, and I live in Pennsylvania, and I just got Reddit. Well, so, that makes sense. Yeah, so a forest next to where I live is where this takes place. So I was walking home. I'm from, a dumb 13. Go on, sir. <laughs> I was walking home from soccer practice with my friend, and it's like 5.30-ish, and we walk next to the forest, like half a mile from our houses, and I look into the forest and see something crawling, broken or injured leg at my best guess, into the forest. But it was crawling fast. I don't know how big it was, at least five feet tall, really hairy, and I pointed out to my friend... And we are big pussies, so we book it. <laughs> we stopped running once we can see our houses and realize that it was crawling and we didn't need to run. But I told him how it was going really fast. And he says that we could still walk and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you guys won't care. But we haven't seen it since. Anybody <laughs> know what it could be? <laughs> so I, just, I enjoyed the dismissiveness of his own story. Like, I, I yeah. don't know. I'm done. This is dumb. Like, but but this is weird, dumb, right? Dumb this idiot. is weird. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, that would be spooky as hell. It sure would. So that was uh, my my next story, and I have I will have my next story after that. We'll have some more stuff uh, oh relevant boy. to it. Well, allow me to jump right into Maggie or Magi's post about the tree people of Maine. Oh, did you get this one too? No. All right, good. I don't know how promising it is, but let's see. <laughs> so. One Saturday in 2008, I had the strangest encounter of my life. My cousin Ann and I were exploring the woods of Turner, Maine. Is that near your house, Jake? Turner, Maine is my house, actually. Oh, shit. Then you're going to probably know what they're talking about. <laughs> my grandma always told of the tree people that she saw there as a child. 
That's an intense third sentence. I had never seen or heard them since I lived since I've lived in Maine, so I was very skeptical that they live. <laughs> my, my iPod was stuffed in my pocket, and Anne was studying everything we passed. She believed all Grandma's stories. We came to an orange fence in the middle of the woods. The funny thing is, we own all this land. Mum and Dad would have heard about this. Come on, let's jump over it, exclaimed Anne. She was overexcited. I sighed, but we made our way over the fence. <laughs> Come on, man, it's just a fence. As soon as we were over it, I felt like something, like someone was following us. Oh. The hair on, the, on my back, ew, the hair on my back was standing up, and I didn't know why. I turned around to look back, but no one was there. Anne seemed fine, like she went here all the time. We were so far from that fence. We were. So, oh my God! This writing. We were so far from that fence. My comfort zone. At one time, I was sure I saw two yellow orange eyes, just like the color of the fence. Creepy. <laughs> Suddenly, Anne yelped, "What the hell is that?" I turned and saw a skinny, slimy brown creature staring at us. Whoa. It had the same eyes that I'd seen earlier. It reminded me of a walking piece of bark. I was frozen. This thing made the hair on my head stand up, but not his back, surprisingly. It made an <laughs> awful scream that made my eardrums burst. <laughs> I am now deaf. I couldn't hear a thing for five minutes. The bark creature ran at such a speed that it was just a brown blur. And and I, or oh my God, and and I, just stood there in shock. We made a beeline for the house. Spell bee like the insect. <laughs> the next evening we went out again, but the orange yellow fence was gone. <gasps> the questions were ringing in my head. Had we really encountered the dwelling tree people? Where could that giant fence have gone? I knew I wasn't dreaming because Anne remembers it too. I'll never venture that far into the woods again. The end. Interesting and creepy story. Something yeah. that definitely happened. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yep, that was I, real. Yeah, I will look for that next time I am there, I guess. When the next time you go home, you mean? Exactly. Um, quick question. Was that your short story? One of your shorter ones? That was my longer one. Okay, because the last one I read was a was supposed to be a long one, which means it was supposed to be a sh like long, long, short, short, so that was meant to be a short one just then, so I think we're kind of off, but we'll just do whatever oh we have. Oh, my God. doesn't matter. Oh, God, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll do, I guess, a short one now. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right, so um, for my next one, Pizza Man 99 wrote an entry a couple days ago entitled Google Fi Transcribing EVP in My Voicemail. Ooh. So I just wanted to get this into writing. I, I want, want to get this in writing somewhere if something happens to me this Thursday. So this morning I got a call from my wife's phone. She had called a few minutes before and I spoke to her. But my phone never rang for that second call. A voicemail was left. It's just background sounds in the house. You can hear the TV faintly in the background. I figured my wife must have accidentally dialed me back without knowing. However, nothing on the recording sounds remotely like what my Android phone transcribed. Quote, dead, 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 home Thursday, Thursday, off, home Thursday, dead, yes. <laughs> when I read that, it gave me a feeling of deja vu. Like I'd seen something like that in my voicemail before. 
Okay. <laughs> that sounds vaguely familiar. I think I might know what this is about. So I went through my history and I found another story from my wife's, uh, another call from my wife's phone from back in October. Background noise again and the transcription Thursday. I'm kind of creeped out right now. Someone please tell me this is some kind of glitch. So originally this episode was going to come out on the Thursday in question. I figured Ooh. we could just see what was going to happen. But because we're already past that Thursday, I'm going to look up right now and see if Pizza Man has posted anything since then. I will um, say if if his message was actually bred instead of dead, he might have sent <laughs> it to himself or it may have come from Papa John himself. Yes. So here's some bread, updates bread, from, bread, bread. Yes, from yesterday, on. which was the Friday. So the day after the, day, the Thursday in question. So I'm still alive. You can read my update above. So that's that's good. He's he's wow. all right. He said, um, "Well, actually, no. I'll, I'll read this update as my next short story. How about that?" Okay, fair enough. So so he he posted that he's alive. I'll read the update on our next short story. And shall I read one now as well? Yeah. Well, Bye. we're we're all out, all out of order now. So sure, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last one I read was long. Now I'll do a short. Okay. By a major malfunction on humanoid post stuff strange creature with glowing eyes on the roof of a house and this is another screen share <laughs> it's not even a story it's just a just a headline really oh is it a video it's a video oh i saw the headline did not watch the video i, was, I just like don't have time don't care so lay it on kind of creepy friend. all right just looking around the total darkness it's uh all black and white so i'm assuming we're looking with infrared light He's kind of panning around at some some bricks and stuff, looking up as a curtain. I think he's just kind of stumbling around. There's a flashlight happening too. This is why I didn't watch this. I was like, I don't care enough. I'm over it. I never did see the yeah, thing on the roof, so I'm excited it's true. to see. It's not until the very end. It's coming up though. Right, looking up the side of the house. Uh, flashlight again. Here not looking comes. at some shingles. Is he climbing onto the roof? Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. He's going up to wherever it is. So this is going to be. Yeah. Ooh, oh Ooh. god oh the creepiness when he got to the like top of the roof there was like some glowing eyes of a really creepy pale humanoid thing looking at him that darted down behind the other side of the roof and then he scurried down the other side too Ooh. oh that is so, creepy stuff that is creepy very stuff. much my shit <laughs> yes i thought you might enjoy that i did enjoy that i'm glad that you <laughs> followed it up i'm glad that because i i missed out on something good by dismissing that story out of hand the way i did well i'm very happy to uh have provided a little <laughs> eeriness for you did oh, the yes. screen share end it did okay good awesome and that was my second short story <laughs> provided to you by jake who narrated very well <laughs> thank you jake <laughs> it's teamwork here at Super it's true it's true all righty so takes two it being a new year should we celebrate with a new beer Ooh, i couldn't have said it better myself i dare say it's time for the, the quad happened to the title since we started <laughs> welcome to the quad <laughs> we uh, we drink beer in every episode of the show this segment is how we now officially do that more formally and um yeah we will rate the beer on three very well-known qualities which are of course it's physicality what the beer is like and what it looks like and what the container looks like the container look good look bad who know yeah <laughs> 
Uh, chuggability. How fast can we chug this beer? Does it taste good? And if so, is it the kind that you'd want to just kind of sip on or pound? And, of course, the one that no one needs to know. <laughs> so today, we have by Tool? Toal, I think. Toal. Toal. It's from Norway, I believe. It's T-O and then an O with like a slash through it and an L. <laughs> Toal. I think the slash through means they meant to delete that, so I think it's just Toal. <laughs> um, and the name of the beer is Kaboom Splash Arg Pow Crush Bang Swoof Crack Bam Zap Wham Vroom Ouch Puff Sock Smash Pop Hashtag Yellow Milk I think the last part is the, the name is Yellow Milk but uh, Yellow Milk but Yellow it's, uh, Milk it's, it's, um, so it's got a fun just like solid yellow um, can with black text I have had one beer from this brewery before, which is why I trust this one. I may have two. They're very good sours they make. I had a chocolate fudge stout by them that was tasty as hell. Damn. What's this one, what? This right here is an imperial salty milk stout brewed with, and I kid you not, caviar and champagne yeast. Mm -hmm. So we're in for a decadent treat today i believe you know what i wonder and now that i'm thinking about this this is from i believe scandinavia mm-hmm. and it is um it contains caviar do we think it would be lumpfish roe used to make that caviar i don't know but i bet our friend and listener jenna might know oh yes that's true um all right so first and foremost well i guess we can do the physicality after i forget the full effect opening of, yeah Okay, so you're just slamming the microphone around, and I will, um, I'll just hold my mic up to it so you don't have to try and balance the can. That seems very dangerous. All right. (laughs) You all right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Help me, Jack. Help me. Okay, put this down. Okay. Really leaned in on that champagne yeast, apparently. (laughs) There's a, a cork in the top of the can. Yeah, pop up. <laughs> there's like a cork in the top. But it did pop pretty good. Yeah, it popped. Um, do you want to go for the pour now? Perhaps the fun may never stop again. Oh my. Uh-oh. Here, I'll get another. <laughs> it is perhaps the dribbliest can I've ever experienced. They may as well have put a hole in the lip <laughs> where you pour from. Lazarus. Very good. Oh, that actually worked out pretty well. Oh, well, never mind. Okay, now well. that I'm covered in this beer, I <laughs> Does can... Does this count towards the physicality? Because if oh, so, I might get yes. a negative, a oh, negative yes. eight. For... So I was originally, just based on the look of it, it's a very nice, very dark stout, jet black with a nice kind of brown uh, head to it. And then based solely on the look of the can and the beer, I was ready to give it a... Uh, physicality? Know, maybe an eight, but... Based on the deep impracticality of the physical way the beer acted, give it a negative four. For myself, my initial response was similar, but I'm now realizing that if one wanted to basically have clothing they could drink, (laughs) this is the way to go. And so I will give it a physicality of (laughs) ten. Excellent. Uh... Chuggability. Let's get into it. Good. Uh, Step with this here. (laughs) It's a stout. Sure is. (laughs) I'm getting a lot less of the salty milk stout. I'm getting the salt. Yeah, a little bit, but I'm definitely getting it. I was expecting a lot more salt from the fact that it's 
caviar. I'm I'm there. I can get the. I don't know the champagne is really doing anything for me. If that it's even a thing, the yeast wise. I think that was more just how explodey it was. <laughs> <laughs> they just came pre-shaken. <laughs> uh, yeah, salty, delicious stout. Uh, it is, I'm looking to see if it's anything about it being aged. It doesn't seem like it was barrel aged at all, but it has a lot of the rich flavor you expect of a barrel aged kind of situation. Right. Um, yeah, I would give this chuggability, which is perhaps typical of stouts, of negative one. I would agree with that. It's I want to sip it, uh, but it's quite drinkable. Yes, indeed. Jake is now pouring out the very last bits of this beer, and somehow there seems to be a dribble traveling up the can. <laughs> Pretty remarkable physics on this can. And last but not least, the Ronanine. Kaboom Splash Arc Pow Crush Smooth Crack Pam Zap Wiz Room Ouch Puff Sock Smash Pop And the rest of it <laughs> And this has been The, the Quav <laughs> Boy that was a good beer we just managed to teleport and enjoy together <laughs> Yes Yes indeed um, I enjoyed it very much I'm so glad that we could have been in each other's company for the drinking of it and are now back in to our where respective we homes, easily three or <laughs> to four thousand miles apart. <laughs> I think about fourteen hundred thousand. <laughs> fourteen hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> we live so far apart we're actually sitting in each other's laps right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we take turns cradling one another each week. <laughs> and that's how we record the show. Isn't that sweet? Speaking of the show, is it my turn now, I guess, randomly? Yes. Somehow? It's your All turn right. now, because I just showed you that scary video. Yes. So before the quaff, we had a story from a dumb 13-year-old. Uh, I yes, showed this story because uh, earlier this past week, the same user posted this hair-raising update. Oh, boy. All right. So a while back, I made a post where I saw some creature crawling around in a forest area near my house. So this time I was walking my dog around 12 p.m. since the uh, since it's my winter break. While I walked past the wooded area again, I saw my dog growling, and suddenly I saw a tree shake. Hmm. My dog's hair began to stand up, and I saw the creature again, or another one of them. This time it was walking, and it seemed to be looking for prey, sniffing around. And I forgot to take uh, and I forgot to state last time there were about 50 yards worth of grass in between. So while I was sniffing around, it saw me, and it just stared at me while my dog tried to murder it. Only me holding her back. Wow. It was still staring and it just walked away. I began to run home, again, scared for my life. When I got back, it hardly felt like I was out there for 10 minutes, but the clock said I was out for 55 minutes. I know another way to school and all that, although it is longer, but I'd rather not die. Any advice? It said, edit, I forgot to add this. It had uh, brownish black hair all over its body. Its eyes had a small sort of glow to them, like a weak LED light, which was whitish. It was about five feet to six feet tall. It looked very muscular. It had what I think was three fingers and a thumb on both hands. So effectively, it was a cartoon character. We know that much. It had four fingers. I was going to say this is sounding yeah. more real by the moment. To yes. be honest. And uh, yeah, so I think that counts as two separate stories. Why I separated them? So yeah, back to you, Shell. I enjoy the unfolding of some dumb thirteen-year-old's tale. <laughs> Or whatever he described himself as. Yes. This next one is by Jaden Small, and it is entitled, The Devil Scratched Me. <laughs> so it was about one year ago when my family, parents, sister, granny, 
and a few cousins and aunties went on a three-day vacation. The first day was really fun. I met three new friends, I swam, and we had a big barbecue. So the first day was a success. (laughs) The end. (laughs) It was nighttime, and we had to sleep. I said that weirdly because he spaced the word out. It was night time, and we had to sleep. We had rented a three-bedroom, two-bathroom home. My parents shared a room, my sister has her own room, and my granny and I stayed in one room. Ooh, that's so creepy. (laughs) Anyway, I fell asleep really early, and it was about 5 a.m. I had woken up from an alarming dream. I was sleeping in this dream in the exact same position as I woke up. In the dream, I heard something coming down the stairs very very slowly (laughs) as it got to the bottom of the staircase there was about 16 seconds of silence then bam (laughs) the door swung open i saw the biggest black figure standing in the doorway the figure ran at my in a mild speed and scratched both my legs huh this is where i had woken up i went to watch tv as i waited for everyone to wake up It was about 10 a.m. when I decided to go take a shower. As I undressed and got into the shower, I looked down at my legs as it was burning. There was two massive bright red scratches on my legs. One had three scratches and the other has has five I finished my shower and Googled the place. (laughs) It turns out the person who created the resort had died in that exact home due to electrocution. IDK. It was the weirdest thing ever. The end. Wow. <laughs> so, pretty scary. Incredibly scary. <laughs> yeah, I always like the ones where people describe having a dream and then or something happening to them that they don't think was real and then have some kind of physical evidence later on to kind oh, of yes. reinforce whatever it was. Um, am I doing a long one or a short one now? <laughs> That is a labyrinth that you have lost yourself inside of, and I cannot help you out of. Because I, I all don't my, see I, the Minotaur anywhere nearby, so I think I have some time to play with. Do you still have any breadcrumbs on the ground? There is a ball of twine I've been unrolling as I go, so I think I'm all set. I can't eat the twine. Don't eat the twine, <laughs> though. I love twine. <laughs> um, also, if you meet anyone named Daedalus, tell him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, his son's dead. Anyway, the thing about the weird tree creature you talked about earlier that I also have the same story of, um, I did have a follow-up there where in the comments, the person who, like, they're talking about seeing a tree creature at night, looking at them in, um, maybe oh, yes. a weird creature, shadowy creature, user Afrotoast42 helpfully suggested, <laughs> sounds like some minor land deity took interest, uh-huh. and then go into a fairly lengthy missive about other instances of tree spirits and sprites and such. Uh, it's worth a read, but not worth getting into now. <laughs> Although, because you've read that, maybe I will get into it now. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, that, that'll be bonus content for that. So, he said, uh, devout Christians get toyed with by the most pedantic of undead demons and fae at times. Bonus content, of course, being bone tent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My ex experienced this when her and her mother were tormented by a certain tenacious night terror. They filled their house with all sorts of angel statues and prayed themselves dry-mouthed while the thing kept coming (laughs) every night one of them happened to sleep with the lights off. Mm -hmm. The dog would follow it around, growling at it when uh, when this would happen. Funny thing is, 
Some critters of this sort are only there to feed, and some are only there out of curiosity. I drew a, I drew a channeling sigil on the wall it exited through, placed my hand above it, and performed Kijong on its astral body, pulling all of the residual energy into my stomach chakra. A cold mm. sensation came. My ex began to cough violently, and my vision began to slowly white out, because whatever was there was then pissed off. We wow. left it to its, tantrum, uh, to its tantrum and went to grab some burgers. The damage was done. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, so I just finished sucking that spirit out of the wall. Want to get some burgers? Yeah, dude, I am hungry as hell. <laughs> Let's hit some five guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, weirdly enough, the night visits to her remained, but were always different. <laughs> it's like, weirdly, what I did didn't change anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> One night, it was a dog wagging its tail. One night, a little kid. Another night, some other wombat-looking thing. Eventually, wow. she just phased it out, and life returned to normal. Nice. So, there very useful information from Afro Toast Forty Two. Thank you. Follows Afro up Toast. to your uh, kind of a uh, tree creature group yeah, story, the bark monster thing. Yeah. Yeah. Be. All right. This next one's by Hockder Two Thousand Seven. The White Thing. When I was younger, five to seven years old, I woke up in the morning and looked outside and noticed a skinny and tall white humanoid walk past my window. Oh, I live no. in the northwest of Scotland, so any ideas on what this thing may be? Okay. That's all, sorry? Oh. That's it. Okay. I do not have any ideas what that may be, unfortunately, fair Scots person. I think it might just be a Scottish person. Yeah. Tall, pale. That sounds very plausible. <laughs> Describes both of us, and we're only nailed it. Kind of Scottish. We definitely have some Scots going on there. I think we belong distantly, if not closely, to the same clan. Even Wallace. which is kind of cool. Wallace for life. Mm-hmm. Um, that will do it for my short story. I am prepared to hear your next long story. I guess. I think short. St- I'm just gonna do a short story because I have one. All right. Yeah, last go one for was it. kind of a follow up to a long story. Um, it was meant to be in place of a long story. I so, like how off track we've gotten with this already. It didn't take us long. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great way. This sets a very good tone for the year. And they say tracks are meant to be off, so. Exactly. This one is by Throw Way 2020. Um, the Drowned Man, it is called, in the paranormal subreddit. Mm. When I was a kid, I used to live in a big wooden wardrobe. Wait, sorry. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to hide <laughs> in a big wooden wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> to get away from the was abuse there of my ha- a line and a witch inside of that wardrobe i sure hope so uh to get away from the abuse in my house oh no it took a dark turn uh it's where my imaginary friend lived i called him the pirate because he looked like one he never looked at me he only looked at the floor he was kind but later on thinking about it something wasn't right for example there being a pirate in the wardrobe yeah i was gonna say that's one uh one hint he was always soaking wet and smelled like stale seawater and rotting wood. His hair, as he always looked down, dripping wet, covered his face. He sat defeated. He was very kind to me, and even though he never moved or even gave me a glance, he was warm and soft-spoken. He would tell me about his life, all of which I do not remember. Mm-hmm. After a while of going into the wardrobe, one day he never appeared and I never saw him again. I went on with my life and sort of forgot about him until I was a teenager and talking about imaginary friends with my friends. And that's when it dawned on me. He looked like he'd been pulled from the sea. He looked like a drowned man. Hmm. Spooky. Yeah. So like a, any, I mean, anytime kids have imaginary friends in any kind of stories, it's always room for some weird creepness. True. And, uh, 
yeah, that ends up giving the sense of there being, uh, perhaps, retrospectively, a ghost encounter. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They saw a ghost. <laughs> um, all right. My next one is from BFRO. We're going to have a little Bigfoot tale for all right. you. I switched it up. It was bound Campers- to happen. Yes, it was inevitable. There's maybe two of these or something. Campers describe sounds, rock throwing, and brief sighting at dark near Wind River Work Center outside Carson in Washington. This is from the 1st of September of 2019, so a relatively recent observation. Mm-hmm. Report goes, we are not normally reporters of anything or quackery people. In fact, we own a very popular business in this state. We were camping at a site close to Hemlock State Park and Wind River Work Center. We walked back to our site along the water and were confronted with a Bigfoot with aggression sounds at 9.15 p.m. (laughs) It returned three hours later around 12.39 p.m. I guess that would be a.m. at this point, making whistle whistle deep lung noises. (laughs) Pretty stressful night for all of us. (gasps) Yeah. And I was trying to think of a way to make a whistle sound while breathing in, and I am glad I did not attempt it. (laughs) Specifically with my throat and lungs. (laughs) Um, Yes, we are certain of what we experienced. And here is some follow-up by Kevin Yewellen, who is a member of the BFRO, Bigfoot Research Organization, insofar as it can be called that. I talked to the witness by phone. The witness camps at this location about five times yearly for the past six years. The Wind River Work Center is a USDA Forest Service location. They walked down to the creek and started to set up camp. The witness replicated for me the aggression sounds he and the others heard at 9.15 p.m., and it sounded as a mix of whoop and scream, quote, with a lot of air to them. There were two whoop scream calls within 10 seconds, and then a third about 90 seconds later. The bushes moved, and 15 feet away, he saw the silhouette of a figure at least 8 feet tall turn to the side. He saw the left arm as it turned. It had a large, round head and wide torso. They ran back to the truck at this point. About 10 to 15 minutes later, the witness got out of the truck um, and sounded a handheld air horn. They set up camp and went inside their tents. At 11 p.m., he heard a deep whistle. He heard rocks crunching as something was walking by the creek. Pebbles were thrown at their tents, and there was an odor the witness describes as, quote, stinky feet. (laughs) At 12.39 a.m., he heard a branch break about 60 feet away. Their Pekingese dog was growling until 1 a.m., then everything was quiet. A chair was found on the ground the next morning. No tracks were found due to the rocky ground. A lot of ound rhyming. Mm -hmm. The witness said that he will not go there again. All the campers were very upset. The witness did want to file a report and talk to a BFRO investigator. Uh, The others did not want to talk. Note, due to low light conditions and lack of detail seen, this is a Class B report. If more detail uh, would have been seen, it could have been a Class A easily. So anyway, there you go. Fun little... What are the classes of Bigfoot reports? Uh, Class A is full contact, high five. Class B is... (laughs) Fart smell and sounds. Yeah. Class C is you You thought about about Bigfoot really hard. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) See, you know. What are you going to ask? I just need to be be refreshed on on what the classes were. All right, good. (laughs) 
All right, I have another one back to Reddit. This one is from Tank Main sixty nine. Oh boy. Uh, who says, all right, so last night I went to go spend the night at my girlfriend's apartment. I got to her apartment around 12.30 a.m. and locked the doors and turned all the lights off, etc., because she was already asleep in her room. I laid down and fell asleep with her almost immediately. Around 1.30 a.m., we were both kind of half-conscious because we had uh, she had switched sleeping positions and kissed me, and not even a minute or two later, we were both simultaneously woken up by a loud-ass voice that came from the open door of her room. There's a deep male voice saying, Foo! <laughs> Only that's all I can remember because my adrenaline kicked in and I was ready to fight if someone was in the apartment <laughs> with us. Uh-huh. Neither of us can remember exactly what was said, uh, said aside from it being super loud and in the apartment. Honestly, I was scared shitless that there was someone in the fucking apartment with us. I immediately threw my hand over my girlfriend's mouth because she was freaking out about uh, to scream because I know she thought there was someone in the apartment with us as well. I looked at her and motioned to her to quiet, to be quiet as I got up and turned all the lights on and searched the entire apartment. There was nothing. All of the doors were still locked, and I checked everywhere. Any person could hide and found nothing. I tried to lay out all the facts after this happened, but I've concluded that it had to have been some sort of entity. Other facts I've paid attention to trying to debunk the fact that I thought this may have been some sort of entity slash ghost. You can hear the neighbors throughout the entire building, but only while they are screaming or stomping around, and even then it's all, always muffled because it's coming through the floor or the walls. So it couldn't mm-hmm. have been that because of how loud this voice was, so it eliminates that as a possibility. The window was open in her room because it was so hot in her room. But I looked outside, and there were zero footprints around the window at all. We live in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. We have a shitload of snow. Ooh. This eliminates someone being outside the window talking or screaming. My girlfriend's dog was sleeping between my legs when we heard this low voice, and she was dead asleep when I got up to go check what the fuck it was. So that was easily eliminated as a possibility, too. Also, her dog does not often say foo in a low man's voice. <laughs> right. We're both pretty bewildered by this encounter and are going to find out if anything happens tonight as well. Let me know what you guys think this could have been because I have my conclusions. Well. What do you think this, it could have been, Wyatt? I don't know. I mean, if they were in their fucking apartment, I would wonder what they do in their just living or eating apartments because <laughs> that could be part of it. Yes. Foo. <laughs> it reminds me of um again going back to episode i want to say 11 whichever one is or no 14 uh huckleberry hellhound the one where you talk about puck wedges and stuff um Indeed. the kids seeing a gnome and saying goss <laughs> in this room goss <laughs> i forget that very much and i have to go back and listen again. I, it's worth re-listening honestly i actually <laughs> because i've been doing a lot of just work that requires mindless busy work lately i've been listening to a lot of podcasts and also Getting half re- our own supply re-listen to some of our old episodes just because i always want to think is this show good do we Are know we what we're good? doing and i'll re-listen to old stuff and be like actually okay this is fine we'll, we'll keep doing it <laughs> i listened to some older episodes to see like i wonder if we've evolved a lot from then and shy of a few bits we haven't and i think <laughs> <laughs> either we have always it's- been terrible or, or always uh, been good. <laughs> Those are the two options. Nothing has changed. That's the main point here. Essentially, anyone who's still enjoying the show, you're good. Thank you. And anyone who's left can just can just be gone. <laughs> now, speaking of people who listen to the show and are nice, should we thank anyone who listens to the show? Should we just we should randomly think, do that right the we fuck thank now? Everyone who Every listens single, to the okay. show. Let's go through all the subscriptions that we um, we contacted the NSA and found information on who listens to the show. 
We'll read out their names and addresses and thank them. Yes. Walter Cronkite, thank you for listening to the show. (laughs) That might take a while. Maybe we could instead start just by uh, firing up this here NCAA machine to really quickly uh, do a pander for somebody. Sounds good. All right, let's start at the machine here. Alrighty. There it goes. Um, I guess <laughs> I will both plug in. Why not? We'll just plug Why into not? our let's brains. Why not? Let's just plug right in. Okay, oh, cool. yeah. Feels good. Yeah. So Looks we like are... uh, I'm getting... I don't know if you're also getting one name and then an error sensation in your brain. Yeah, over and over getting again. kind of just bouncing back and forth. So as everyone knows, uh, we have an ancient but also extremely modern sort of computer system that we built slash were visited by that we have installed a program on which determines a creature cryptid something spooky that our listeners our patreon patrons specifically, specifically our patreon <laughs> supporting listeners uh will do would do best to avoid most often on occasion yes. it's things that they should seek out but i think more often than not <laughs> yes it has been things to avoid and so jake and i plug our brains quite directly into this device to allow the program to essentially download this information into our brains and uh we we take it from there yeah as as a way of saying thank you for supporting us and supporting the show yeah so in a kind of rare twist we're both going to focus all of our energy on michael thomas somewhere in maybe the pacific northwest Mm-hmm. And see what we can find. I, I don't think we've ever tried this before, and I'm interested to see if... If the machine is going to be giving us the same information for both of us. Exactly. Let's give it a practical test. Yeah, let's both focus in, and then basically on the count of three, we could just say what the machine has doled out. Yes. All right. All right. I'm thinking, and I can... Uh, okay. One, One two, two, three. Bugane? Bugane? Yes. yes. All right. Not to be confused with Clegane from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is a Manx legend. That's cool. Going to the land of Jeff the Mongoose himself, the Isle of oh. Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, are you also... Receiving information that this is a bulky subterranean creature with features akin to those of a mole. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So it's kind of like a Scandinavian troll, I guess. Yeah, but looks like a naked mole rat by some it, yeah, interpretation. Yeah, a little frightening. It's got some uh, different depictions that are um, being kind of fed to us, different ways these have been interpreted. Exactly. They're taking a, a very long time to download <laughs> into uh, the into our brains. USB thing we have plugged into our skulls. Uh, so, Michael... I would say to be on guard as these are magical creatures, but if you're ever pursued by one, bear in mind, they cannot cross running water, nor can they tread on hallowed ground. So if you Uh happen to be a priest or some other kind of religious figure, cult kind of person, (laughs) sprinkle some water, do what you got to do, and or cross some water that is running. No ponds, no lakes. I guess oceans are up for debate. It appears that bugains are uh, sometimes used as, like, thugs for fairies or something. Yeah, so, so if you're um, shaking fairies down. Yeah, really, you shouldn't have to worry too much if you aren't having too many um, bad run-ins with fairies. But just in case, yeah, look out for glowing eyes, huge tusks, and, uh, yeah, if you have to, then cross a river. Don't be like Glenn Mays, who was famously... <laughs> Heaved by a bagain off of a small cliff. 
just as she was about to reach running water. Mm-hmm. And thank you so very much. Thank you very for much. Your support. We really appreciate it. Your support helps keep this show On rocking and road. rolling. Yeah. And uh, for only a dollar a month, you can have mm-hmm. your cryptid du jour dished out to you. Uh, mm. For higher levels, you can find out more stuff. You can get uh, curated outtakes. You can get bonus minisodes. Both of those are coming to Patreon listeners. Don't worry. We're, we haven't forgotten about you. We're going to do that soon. Uh-huh. And uh, there are really cool <laughs> stickers that are exclusive and come out quarterly um, and are not available to anyone except on Patreon. And those are cool, too. Uh, merch discounts, all sorts of things if you want to check us out on Patreon. Patreon. And uh, and the uh, knowledge that you are helping to goofballs do a thing they love very much and bring you some more goofy goofy content each week as close as we can do it to <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll get better it's been crazy it has but thank you all but thank you very much and uh yeah let's get, jump back into some more stories is my next uh am i now reading another longish one i think so okay then i will read about dr vagatsu's this shit keeps haunting me Oh. He begins with a parenthetical. Hey, I posted this already in our paranormal, but I was told that maybe I could find some help here, so here's my original post yet again. Hey, oh Reddit community. I've been carrying this with me for quite some time now, and I don't know where else to post this. It's been a couple of months since this happened. I life in a quiet village in the south of Germany. Next to our village is a rather large forest with lots of hiking and biking tracks lending, or sorry, leading through it. When I was little, either my aunt or my dad took me there for walks almost every second day. It became a habit for me to keep on going for walks through the forest later on in my life as well. But that changed a couple months ago. I usually went on walks with music on during daytime, But one night, during full moon and clear sky, I felt a little brave and bored at the same time, and decided to go for a stroll. I grabbed a flashlight, just in case, and my phone before I headed out. Halfway through my usual route, I was feeling happy and enjoyed my music, till I came across a little bridge that led to the forest. One of my songs faded out, but before the next one could play... I heard the most blood-curdling scream I've ever heard in my entire life. I took off my headphones, thinking that maybe a boar or another forest critter stepped into a trap, since that happens from time to time here. But once I took a step closer, half over the bridge, I heard it again, this time closer. I turned on my flashlight and saw among the trees next to the entry path a snow-white, skinny-as-hell, pitch-black-eyed face looking straight at me. I've never felt this horrified in my entire life. My insides told me, if I take another step, I'll be dead. I didn't care for what was to happen as I turned around and ran the other way, straight home, with a constant feeling of dread in my neck. Ever since, whenever I'm home alone, I'm feeling watched and uneasy. On several occasions, I even heard footsteps outside on our porch and garden chairs pushed around. I have no clue what I've seen or what to do about it. If any of you has an explanation what the hell that thing could be or why it's still stalking me, please let me know. Wow. That is a very creepy tale. Spooky. Yeah. Oh, I would. It's funny because, yeah, having never had a paranormal experience of my own, 
I am torn between really wanting to have one to see what it's like and really right. not. Yeah. <laughs> it would be um paradigm shifting. <laughs> For sure because currently I'm I'm very pretty firmly anyway in the realm of not believing in ghost type stuff, but Right. or like ghoulies and crawlers yeah. and shit. And ultimately but like Nothing, I mean, really, specifically, nothing would make me happier than seeing a crawler in person. But to see any of these kind of <laughs> things for myself um, would be so great. It's like, this shouldn't be possible. I can't really understand what's happening. Yeah, right. But it would be so you. scary. Oh, so scary. Oh, my God. That is that is my exact feelings about the whole Bigfoot Sasquatch thing. I would simultaneously be elated and also just pretty much you would see my skeleton emerging from my skin. <laughs> To run to a safe place. <laughs> Stepping aside of the rest of your body, but like, gotta go. <laughs> this skin isn't nearly fast enough. <laughs> Weighing me down. That's right. <laughs> um, but there you go. So that's story. Almost to the end of my long stories now. All right, I've got another one myself. Let's head underground with user Throw1374. Hmm. Uh, he spent some time explaining that he works in 3D scanning of spaces where accidents have occurred and stuff in order to okay. allow for more detailed analysis by whatever companies are involved. Um, in 2012 and 2013 or thereabouts, this meant going about three miles down into a decommissioned mine in West Virginia, riding a mm. train cart thingy. He says, it takes like 45 minutes to go in and out from where we were. On the way up, I am just randomly looking out. The seats face 90 degrees from the train level. There are much older side passages going off into the darkness away from the passage we were traveling on. And we come up to another side passage and I see a fucking little girl standing at the end of one of the tunnels, like 30 feet away, just standing there. I saw a hundred of those tunnels, but I saw a little girl in one. It shocked me. After that, I just looked down and never looked up into the void of those tunnels again. Mm -hmm. My coworker asked me if I saw something in the tunnels. I said yes, and we never talked about it further. Just imagine going three miles deep into a mine oh, to use your equipment to like scan the whole because it's just some kind of mine right. cart crash thing that had happened. They wanted to just like scan what the whole space was like, maybe for insurance purposes, whatever the case is. Right. And uh, then riding three miles back out of the mine, and as you're going, and because it's yeah, your side to the way you're you're ninety degrees facing ninety degrees from the direction you're traveling, going past a bunch of these empty dark tunnels. Oh my god! And suddenly you see a little girl thirty feet away in one of those tunnels as you go by. I yeah. Ugh. I would be looking for a new job the next day. Yeah, worse still, you go by the next tunnel and she's fifteen feet away in that tunnel. And then the oh, next yes, tunnel. exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then she's sixty feet away, can you imagine? <laughs> like, oh my god. Like, make up your mind, little girl. And then she's just not there. Yeah. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> uh um, yeah, so very creepy. Very creepy concept to have to deal mm -hmm. with. Um, I mean, it sounds like his, his job doesn't always take him into mines specifically, but that one mm. particular time was more than enough for him to be like, all right, I'm done with that. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. My next one is by El Chapo XO, or perhaps El Chapo Hug Kiss, or Kiss <laughs> Hug. Forget how they go. Um, dream about weird rabbit-like creature. So today I had a really weird dream slash nightmare about a creepy creature. It had the fur of a tiger, but it was all orange and white as if it was a cat. It was the size <laughs> of a tiger as well, but it could stand on two feet like a kangaroo in the face of a rabbit. 
I remember every time in the dream I would look out the window at my house, it would aggressively stand up and jump towards the window. I live on the second floor, so that's pretty high. Uh, and it would look at me as if it's trying to harm me, but it couldn't. I was wondering if there's actually any stories of a creature like that. <laughs> any responses to confirm whether there is or isn't a creature like that? I did not look. That's fine. But my answer is Tigger. <laughs> <Yeah>. Excellent. <laughs> good stuff (laughs) um i do have a short one as well myself um my 3.5 year old daughter watches cartoons like any other kid she speaks about dragons princesses and fairies just like any other kid she claims she saw me when i was small but she Mm. could have seen photos of me and has a little sister so knows the growing up process but tonight she was a little too specific first she said my grandfather was looking for a treasure and can't find it and asked that i look for it and bring it to him my wife and i speak two languages fluently and one broken she referred Mm. to my mom's dad as she calls my mom by a zulu name i can Mm. still believe this is from a cartoon or made up where it got specific is she then mentioned my wife's dad for a bit of background my wife's father committed suicide in 1995 when he was diagnosed with brain cancer he was told there was nothing that could be done we don't speak about him at all. My daughter told me Mama's daddy is here. He's happy and doesn't need Mommy anymore. He's mm. going home now, but will come back to visit her for her birthday, and he loves me and Mommy. I asked mm. how she knew it was Mom's dad, and she said because he was sick and a doctor didn't help him, so he left. Lastly, she told me the ghosts scare her but love her. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, this is all said while she was super tired and in her three-and-a-half-year-old language. I'm not sure what to make of this, um, hence my post. Any constructive input would be greatly appreciated. Hmm. Spooky. Yeah, it's there are different stories of like little kids talking about stuff that they shouldn't be able to know about or Right. Um, That's just, particularly creepy. Yeah. We should do an episode all about that at some point, I think. Yes, that would be really cool. Talking about either past lives or just knowing too much about their parents' pa- like pasts, whatever it may be. Always I'll interesting tell you right and now, odd. You could call it scary for adults. <laughs> oh, very good. Very good callback to an old episode. Indeed. Like it. Callbacks. How I've gotten as far as I have in life. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. My next long one is another um, Bigfoot report. A young man observes a creature with a gorilla face on Highway 199 en route to Crescent City. This is in Del Norte County, or uh, yeah, County, California. And this goes hand in hand with the last post in some ways. And this is from the 2nd of September, 2001. Mm-hmm. Observation submitted by witness. While driving south on Highway 199 from Grants Pass to Crescent City, my eight-year-old son said, Hey, Dad, what's that? We were driving just above the Smith River as it snakes alongside the highway. I assumed he was talking about perhaps a rafter or something, but instead, to my surprise, he said, and I quote, I saw a hairy thing sitting on a rock in the middle of the river. It was getting a drink or something. And I asked him if he thought it was a bear. He said, no, it looked kind of like a gorilla. I have to go on what he said. I didn't see a thing. I was too busy driving. And now we have follow-up by Richard Hucklebridge. Ooh. I talked with the father, Paul, and the son, Aiden, tonight about the son's gorilla sighting in the northern part of California along the Smith River. Aiden, who is eight years old, has seen the movie Harry and the Hendersons, (laughs) but it was some time prior to the sighting. I like that as 
potentially implied as a standard question to ask of people who say they've seen something like this. Uh, Has your child seen Harry and the Hendersons? Not just Harry without the Hendersons. The Hendersons have to be there. Um, But it was some time prior to the sighting. Aiden's father, Paul, stated that his son was sitting in the back of the van looking out the window when he observed a large hairy animal sitting on a rock in the river. Paul asked his son, was it a bear? And Aiden said, no, it was a gorilla. This really took the father by surprise, but they continued on down the road. Paul said that the road follows the river uh, pretty closely, and they were in a 180-degree curve following the Smith River. At that point, the road was about 30 feet above and about 100 feet from the river itself. The river was low and moving slowly. Paul said he was traveling pretty fast when the sighting occurred, and it probably lasted less than 10 seconds. The time of day was about 2 p.m. in the afternoon. With the father's permission, I had the opportunity to ask Aiden just what he had seen. The following is what he observed. Aiden said, I seen this large chimpanzee squatting on a rock using its hand like it was drinking from the river. It was kind of bigger than a man, only afterwards did I think it was a Bigfoot. I saw its side and the front part of it. The face looked like a gorilla with ape lips. The color was a dark brown and it had hair all over. Unquote. Per Aiden, ape lips meant that they were thin. Aiden was very excited about the short sighting of the gorilla in the river, and Paul had to stop at the next small little roadside town to buy his son a Bigfoot t-shirt and a Bigfoot poster, which, Aww. by the way, had our BFRO website address on it, and that's how Paul got a hold of us. Wow. <laughs> so, Keep I was... that branding. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but, yeah, a uh, fun little tale, yes. and I like the quality of it. Yeah, it's probably, I mean, it's... I like that they covered the base of, oh, was there some kind of image that could have been in the kid's head that would right. have primed him, specifically that movie, um, right. to have that idea in, in mind. But it's also, I mean, little kids don't really understand the things they see when they're seeing them for the first time. Just we'll responding con- to their world. Yeah, we'll apply context any way they can. Right. It's true of, of humans of any age, but um, right. particularly when right. you're little, it's like, I don't know what the hell the world is. Right, so, exactly. A lot of grains of salt that could be taken with this story, but still a very Certainly. fun story. Especially because the kid was like, oh, that was neat. I'm glad that happened. Not yeah, thinking exactly. like, oh my God, this is a really big deal. I'm like, oh, cool. Right. Yeah. A monkey was drinking out of the water or whatever. Her nape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the end. Cool. Very good. Here's one called, I Was Suddenly Alone by Desipientia mm. from seven hours ago as we record. Ooh, fresh tent. Yeah. So I've been a silent reader on this subreddit for a long time and now decided to share my own experience. I was about six years old when this happened. I used to spend a lot of time at my grandparents as my mom worked the day, the whole day, so I had my own room there with some toys. My grandparents were watching TV in the living room while I was playing on my own in my room. I could hear the voices on the TV the whole time, but suddenly, everything was silent. I thought they had just turned the TV off and waited for my grandma to enter the room and tell me that they were going somewhere, but nothing happened. I also didn't hear my grandparents talk. Everything was just dead silent. I decided to go to the living room to see where they were going or what they were doing, but no one was there. So I checked the other rooms, my grandpa's office, their bedroom, the kitchen, and even both bathrooms, and they were nowhere to be found. The last possible location was the room where they kept their parrots, which they had, I guess. (laughs) So I also went there, totally expecting my grandparents to be there feeding the birds, which is stupid Mm. because they always were really excited and loud when they got food, so I definitely have heard them. But the only living things in the room were their two parrots. You know what they call people who love parrots? 
what? Polyamorous. <laughs> I got really confused and scared just now when you said that. No, uh, to distract myself, <laughs> I wanted to go to the living room and watch cartoons. Just when I left the bird room, I saw a shadow entering the living room. As mm. if a person just walked in and you could only see their shadow. Then heard a really loud bang, and suddenly the TV sounds were back, and as I entered the living room again, my grandparents were back too. I didn't tell them what I just experienced because my grandma was very strictly Catholic and didn't like me talking about paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. The doors to the other rooms were all in the living room, so I didn't really think I just missed them switching rooms or something. Has anyone ever experienced something similar? <laughs> huh. Nope. Yep. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> this is by Skittlehead79, who Ooh. writes, Who is in the tree? Oh. One summer night in New Jersey, a friend of mine was playing jailbreak or manhunt with a bunch of other teens. No idea of how old this friend was at the time. <laughs> you win jailbreak if your team captures all of the opposing team by tagging them and putting them in jail. Joe, my friend telling the story, was on offense and had chased somebody into a patch of neighboring woods and ultimately up a tree. Joe wasn't into climbing and just committed himself to wait at the bottom for his future prisoner to drop out of the tree and try to make a break for it. Joe was just standing at the bottom of the tree, narrating how Tree Guy couldn't get away, was going to get caught, and should just give up now. (laughs) Tree Guy, who still hadn't said anything was just climbing all around up in the tree. This one-way trash talk goes on for at least 15 minutes while Joe is watching the silhouette clamber around in this tree. Finally, Joe starts hearing his friends calling his name looking for him. He calls back but won't give up his treed quarry. Then, from the edge of the woods, they're yelling to him that everybody was caught and are having pizza inside. Needless to say, Joe ran out of there, he seems to think this was paranormal. I think he just terrorized a mute hobo. LOL. Discuss. <laughs> huh. Pretty spooky, though. I love that uh, you think you know what's there, and then it turns out it's been something weird the whole time. Yes, indeed. Especially the longer your time you spend doing that, the creepier it becomes. Yes. Did you ever play Manhunt back in the day? I think so. It's funny because as little kids, you play... Um, hide and seek and that's just a thing you do and then um you get old enough that it's not cool to call it hide and seek anymore so it becomes yeah. i did play manhunt actually the more i think about it yeah and it was at night and it was outside yep we limited it to like the street pretty much but it was in a neighborhood where we could kind of run rough shot over a bunch of people's property and go buck wild in that way nice. and it was very fun And I remember actually being chased and I found an extremely cool hiding spot, which was to sit down in the shadow of a tree because there was a very bright light coming from the yard next door. And if you stared at the tree from that angle, your eyes would, you know, you would not be able to see into the shadow at all. And so I quickly, mid-stride, just sort of sat down there and the kids totally missed me and I was able to run the other way and get away from them. In your face, friends from (laughs) high school... Yeah, I remember I would play it with friends back when I had those and <laughs> would always just find, not like a super complex hiding spot, but it'd be just a really good one and no one would find me. And then I would always, the game would end when they would ask, Jake, we're all done, come out. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I just, the last one, 
I'm not playing anymore. You would then unlock the bathroom door and walk back outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. All right. I have what, was one, your, huh? what was your hiding spot? Oh, I don't remember. It was like a different friend's house. I just like go someplace. Mm, like, mm. oh, this seems like a good place to hide. And then I would, and then no one would find me. And it was not that. It wasn't <laughs> like I was someplace far away or someplace inaccessible. I was right. like, this seems good. And then I would just go there. And yeah, I don't know. I remember being small enough when I was a little kid. I was playing hide and seek. This is pre-manhunt days with my cousins. And I was small enough that I could hide inside of a laundry hamper. And um, I remember my cousins who were maybe you know, six to ten years older than me, so quite on the other side of a developmental process of growth, uh, were shocked that I was able to hide inside of that. Um, anyway, this is the Hide and Go Seek podcast. All right. <laughs> um, uh, right. I have another short story. Go on. This is from a mere 23 hours ago in the Paranormal subreddit. Mm-hmm. Person says, this happened when I was seven. So you have a long, narrow hallway, and at the end of the hall is my mom's bedroom, and at the other side of the hall is the bathroom. Mine and my brother's room are next to each other, and they're in the middle of the hall. One night, after my mom put us to sleep, she was still awake, and there was a bit of light shining from her room into the hall, so we could see everything perfectly. At that moment, this little creature passed in the hall. It was black and very short, with a big head, small, skinny body, long, skinny arms, with big hands and fingers. It also had a big, downturned nose. And big uh, ears or horns. I don't know if they were horns or ears. It looked like a little devil. At the moment, I thought it was my imagination. <laughs> and then my brother asked from his room, Mom, is that you? Something just passed in the hall. Mom Ew. came from the bedroom, and after we told her that something passed in the hall from her room to the bathroom, she got scared and kept lights turned on in the hall. We were little Boy. at the time, so we didn't quite understand, and eventually we forgot about it. A week ago, it came to my mind again, and I asked my brother what did the creature look like, and he told me, uh, the exact same description of what I saw. Anyone Ooh, know what that was? That's creepy. Assuming it's true, but a weird thing. I mean, especially the show. idea of like seeing a thing and like oh, I probably just imagined that, and then immediately having confirmation from a family member saying, "Oh, what was that?" Exactly. Oof. Yeah, that's spooky. Oh my mm. god. And later corroborating all the details, presumably without prompting or yeah. priming. Um, right. I'll do another short one. Square Online Store writes, bring your business online quickly and easily, like today. Build an awesome e-commerce site with Square Online Store and pay no monthly fees, just 2.9% plus 30 cents per transaction with our free plan. Um, <laughs> so that's that one. Very, very spooky. <laughs> um, okay, here, I got one. A spirit is trying to contact me at work. This is from Colorado Native 456. Three hours ago. <laughs> Ooh, this is long or short? Oh, we'll call it long. Not very. Cool. Uh, I work for a large multi-billion dollar company. There are maybe 2,000 <laughs> people that work at our campus. Multi-billion. Is it Walmart? I don't know. Or um, Google? Campus yeah. sounds like a Camp- tech- yeah, it campus and it sounds like a tech thing. The Walmart um, campus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was typing an email at my desk asking another person about an error on a customer's account. I highlighted the customer's name, hit Control-C, then hit Control-V in the subject line. So the cons- uh, customer's name, help, was pasted in my email. I deleted it and hit Control-V again and it pasted the customer's name. I copied and pasted a few things within la- that 30 minutes and nothing had the word help in it in all caps. Just as I was thinking about how odd that was, the light uh, lights above me flickered. 
They have never flickered before and, I have, and have never flickered since. The week before all this happened was the week of Christmas. Hardly anyone was in the office. In the part of the building that I work in, there is usually, work in, there's usually around 100 people and maybe 8 to 10 were there. It was early. It was still dark outside and I was tired. I was walking to my desk and as I turned back, I swore I saw someone walking across the hallway then disappeared. I rubbed my eyes and shook my head, assuming I was too tired to be at work. It appears that someone is asking me for help, but I'm way too scared. I heard that if you open the spiritual door, it'll stay open forever. I don't want bad things to come around me, my family, or my uh, three young children. But, I mean, my instinct is to help. What do I do? Hmm. Well, don't be evil for a start. Yes. <laughs> I would wonder if the person they saw... Depending on the company you work for, anyway. Indeed. That or whatever the fuck the other one does i don't know do they have a slogan <laughs> not a clue take a bite <laughs> give give this give this to your teacher to 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 become teacher's pet uh do they ever have a specific slogan i don't know apple <laughs> <laughs> lucas <laughs> lou lou casks writes about burgundy suit man oh don't worry this one is just two sentences long so it should be pretty quick i grew up in a fairly large city we lived in a high-rise building on a busy street and it was about 10 minutes away from my elementary school it was the 80s so it wasn't unusual to walk alone especially at the age of eight which i was This particular morning, I was heading to school, and on this walk, I had to go past this empty warehouse that took up the whole block. Obviously, it was creepy. You could hear the wind blow through the vastness. Every now and then, you could hear sounds that maybe weren't explainable. I was never curious to explore. I always kept my head straight and just walked. This day, however, I was walking a little slower when I noticed to my right a fire in the garbage can, so I stopped. I looked in, and then, oh God, and then looked behind me. I saw a man in a burgundy suit with a matching hat, and I just stared because I couldn't tell at the moment, but something... Wasn't right about him. His face wasn't there. Not like he was invisible, but more like a mannequin head. No visible eyes or lips. Kind of gray-white, like plaster. He turned into the warehouse, and I ran to school. From that day forward, I walked on the opposite side of the street. (laughs) Wow, that is a pretty frightening occurrence. All so frightening that they couldn't even... uh, They they were totally breathless in their telling of... Absolutely. Lots of commas. (laughs) But no periods. (laughs) Which is probably what the experience felt like, too. Good lord, could there be a period to this? Nope. The burgundy suit man with his gray-white, like plaster face, was so there. The end. Frightening. This one's called The Night Walker? Posted by by Professor Branch. Um, Back in January, just under a year ago now, I had these dreams every night for three days about a very tall creature in a black or gray robe wasn't able to tell then, with glowing white eyes standing in a campsite that I go to every July. Pretty important detail whether the robe is black or gray, but go on. (laughs) Every night it just stood there, but on the third night it reached out and grabbed me. Just like Jesus. (laughs) Then in late September, maybe early October, I see in a tree a very tall creature with a deformed wolf's head. I began to see this thing (laughs) almost every day since then, but on November 1st I see it again, but this time it's in a robe, same this as in January, and it says, You've seen me before. Do you remember now? I really <laughs> need answers. I've never been this terrified in my life. Hmm. Pretty spooky. Deformed wolf said. 
Yeah. Well, said scary enough on its own, but uh, went to formula. It was scary. <laughs> All right, my next one's by Isaris. <laughs> a reply to a thread by Big Riggers one <laughs> on survivalist boards. Ha ha ha. I've never really thought about it, but I suppose there are a few similarities. That's a brilliant movie, though. No idea how many times I've seen that film, as it's one of the few horror movies they show on British TV at a reasonable time of day. <laughs> Truer words never were spoken. <laughs> the end <laughs> do you, would you like to do another short one i'll do another short one real quick all right um i don't like living in an unhaunted house this is from samantha some samantha and the Samanantha. truth is here samantha so i don't like living in an unhaunted house is that strange the last two places i lived had so much activity i got used to it now i live in a house with close to none and it makes me sad I miss my ghost friends. Anyone else experience something similar? Wow. Really puts GF into a new perspective, am I right? <laughs> um, this one is by Robrobot. Wait, Rob... Robrobot? Robrobot. Robrobot. 66. <laughs> when I take a break from these kinds of subs, podcasts, YouTube vids, I realize how ridiculous it all sounds. I think to myself, wait. <laughs> I almost tried on my beard just then. <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> I think to myself, wait, do I really believe in Bigfoot? Do I really believe there are golem-like creatures lurking in the woods? Do I really believe in fucking fairies? Then I get sucked back in. And I'm going around telling people, what, you don't know that reptilians probably run the world? Ha ha. I guess it wouldn't be this way if I actually had an encounter myself. Anyway, anyone else go through these p phases? Do we, Wyatt? <laughs> sort of. I think you mostly just don't believe it, but then we... No. Really, I don't know. <laughs> we, like, want to. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't had a chance to put up my X-Files poster yet. It's felt weird not having it over my desk. It's true. I also have to put mine up. Yeah. Soon we both will. Then we'll be mm -hmm. back in business again. Yeah. That'll be the proper totem under yes. which to record. Indeed. All right. I have one last story to share with you. This is the first-hand account of Edward, uh, Edward Brian McCleary. And uh, this is from a newspaper in Pensacola, Pensacola Harbor, 1962 so he says quote we were in an air force rescue raft bound for a sunken shift a sunken ship a few miles off the coast hmm. midway out we were caught in a storm and dragged out to sea when the storm cleared we were in a dense fog mm -hmm. we began to hear strange noises rather like the splashing of a porpoise also a sickening odor like that of a dead fish Ew. the noise got closer to the raft and it was then we heard a loud hissing sound out of the fog, we saw what looked like a long pole about 10 feet high, sticking straight up out of the water. Mm. On top was a bulb-like structure. It appeared several more times, getting closer to the raft. The oh. Was... Huh? Go on. The silence was broken once again by something out of the fog. I can only describe it as a high-pitched whine. We panicked. All five, of... All five of us put our fins and went into the water. Put on our fins and went into the water. 
Keep together and try for the ship, I yelled. After we were in the water, we began. Uh, we became split up in the fog. From behind, I could hear the screams of my comrades, one by one. I got a closer look at the thing just before my last friend went under. The neck was about 12 feet long, brownish-green smooth-looking. The head was like that of a sea turtle, except more elongated with teeth. Hmm. There appeared to be what looked like a dorsal fin when it dove under for the last time. Also, as best I'm able to recall, the eyes are green with oval pupils. I finally made it to the so ship. So many details. <laughs> yes. I finally made it to the ship, the top of which protruded from the water, and stayed there for most of the night. Early that morning, I swam to shore and was found by the rescue unit. Uh, Mr. McCleary, Mr. McCleary currently lives in South Florida. This is from the original news article. He actually died in 2016. Uh, oh. Refusing to talk about the encounter. Rescue units later found only one of the four boys missing. He had apparently drowned. Hmm. Uh, McCleary, McCleary spent the rest of his life seeming to truly believe his story and insisted on it in spite of ridicule. Wow. He really thought this weird sea serpent thing had come in and killed each of his friends. Oh, wow. Um, and just stood by that for the rest of his life. Jeez. It was a really that's interesting pretty thing. intense. So, yeah, that's yeah. cool. So it makes me wonder if it was maybe him, uh, like something happened to them, they were in a storm, and his friends maybe died, and he maybe then went into a fugue state after that right. just to kind of cope with what had happened. Created And just the stayed there. Right. Um, other than that, I can't really imagine what it was, but it's a, I guess a kind of well-known, I hadn't heard of it until I saw this, but a, a more well-known sort of sea serpent tale from Florida mm. in 1962. That's really cool. Thank you for sharing. I, I enjoy that one actually very much. Hated the rest of these, but this one was good. Hated the rest. Yeah, those were terrible. Um, <laughs> this one that I'll be finishing on is by Sniggity, <laughs> titled Man or Ape. A very detailed Sasquatch encounter found on Reddit originally from Phantoms and Monsters, so... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. An ex-military man named Alan was interviewed by Stephen Strings about an encounter he had in Georgia. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, (laughs) as my (laughs) accent suggests. (laughs) Hello. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Hey there, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you guys. (laughs) From Atlanta, Georgia. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia over here. Have some of this fine Atlanta pizza. Um, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm a herpetologist. I travel frequently up into the North Georgia mountains, up into the Helen area in the National Forest, and on this day, I was going up there to observe some wildlife that I frequently study. This was last September. It was approximately five or six o'clock in the evening, and I was going to my usual sites, and I had observed that I was walking... Wait, what? 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 <laughs> this is a weird sentence, but I'm going to read it verbatim. Go for it. It was approximately five or six o'clock in the evening, and as I was going to my usual sites that I had observed that I was walking about. <laughs> it was sites about that five I observed minutes- that I was walking about. Yes. It was about five minutes before I was up to one of the sites, and there was no wildlife active. I didn't notice it at first, but I did later on, and as I was walking. <laughs> I came up to a ridge, and I noticed there I no- and I noticed there was something diagonal from me. It was on the ground, and it wasn't moving. I was about 10 to 15 feet away from it. I got up to about that distance, and it jumped up and spun around very quickly. I realized, you know, this was something very out of the ordinary, something I hadn't seen before. 
and it was sitting there, and it was staring at me. And some minutes had passed, and at this point in time, it was making moans or growls. It was making sounds close to that. That's the best way I can describe it. It was man-like. It was approximately seven and a half to eight feet tall and four and a half feet from shoulder to shoulder. It was very, very large. Some might say it was ape-like, but in my opinion, flesh-like. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I really wish. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Some might say it was ape-like, but in my opinion, due to my studying various wildlife, (laughs) it was not anything close to being an ape. It was a man. There was absolutely nothing ape about it, because as we all know, humans are not apes. (laughs) Very, very muscular the hands, the best I can describe the hands, are about the size, about a size 13 or 14, or maybe even larger, because we've all sized our hands. As far as I, as far as trying to fit a ring on it, oh, I see. Size 13 or 14 for a ring. Very, very muscular. I cannot stress this enough. Um, the eyes were, well, you could see the whites of the eyes, unlike other creatures. They were squinted, aggressive. The forehead was not ape-like. It was more homo sapien than ape, again, because humans are not apes. <laughs> it did have full body hair, with the exception of the hands and feet. There was hair on the knees and elbows. It had hair like a man. <laughs> <laughs> the teeth. I was able to observe the teeth as they were barred most of the time. The teeth were like a man. <laughs> you just saw a guy. <laughs> the teeth. I was able to observe the teeth as they were barred most of the time. The teeth were like a man. They did have three or four canines, but they were worn and pretty nasty. The skin on the hands. I stood in front of this creature for a significant amount of time. I didn't know whether to run or just stand there or do whatever you do. Definitely this creature could outrun me. Like I was saying, the hands and the skin. They were tanned. They weren't black. I wouldn't even say dark brown. They were just tanned. It did have fingernails. Human. They didn't have blood on them. I was able to tell that. <laughs> I was this was that all first. happening. Yeah, all this is going on. He's like, do those fingernails have blood on them? This was all happening, and I was observing his hands. He's sizing me up. That's the best way I could describe it. And at that point in time, he picked up a log. I was able to observe that. <laughs> he was most likely right-handed. I know this is going to be hard to believe, but it's true. And I And it chucked it in my general direction. Notice I said, he. It did have male sexual organs. Yes. Since <laughs> <laughs> you said he, I was like, I am prepared for what's next. Oh, yes. He was able to observe that. No tail. <laughs> the next line is actually, I was able to observe that, but of course. No tail. It walked upright. It had brownish reddish hair. It was matted. I'm not 100% sure if it was due to the Georgia clay or if that was his actual hair color i was able to observe it was a mix of between brown and red <laughs> got that <laughs> after it chucked the log at this point in time not i started sure backing due to the georgia clay or what was yeah. that i say i say maybe i should read this in this kind of voice from here on out <laughs> after it chucked the log at this point in time i started backing up slowly and you know it didn't cha- uh, charge me or try to beat me or anything like that i was expecting I was slowly backing up. I'll stop. There was a strong stench, body odor, somewhat that of a wet dog, but I'd say probably a hundred times stronger. 
a hundred wet dogs. <laughs> all compressed into a single God. droplet of odor. <laughs> I was backing up and this all happened within, I can't even say for sure, but it was over two minutes that I was standing in front of him. And I slowly started backing up down the ridge and eventually I got out of sight and I made a beeline back to where I came from against Bill Lake B. It was definitely real, beyond a shadow of a doubt. It was what some might say was a Bigfoot, Sasquatch, or whatever. It was not a man. <laughs> it was not a native creature that's been that's seen every day. Someone might make their own decision about. That's all I got to say. And then it says in parentheses, Stephen asks him what he guessed the weight was. There wasn't much to compare it to, but four at least. I'd say 400 pounds. The forehead was sunken back and the shoulders were more forward than a proper... I didn't have a proper posture. It was definitely leaning more forward than straight up. It's rare to see somebody that would make... That would be as muscular as that creature. It was exhibiting more cautious on the verge of of aggressive. The eyes. I was able to observe the eyes. Did have more... I wouldn't say downright fear... But there was aggressiveness there. The eyes were squinted. The breathing was rapid, and going by the noises the creature was making, it was threatened. (laughs) And that is the all-too-real, all-too-believable tale (laughs) from Phantoms. As well as Monsters. Monsters, yes, both for the price of one. (laughs) Uh, And that, I do believe, (laughs) is the final 40th story to complete our 2020 prompt indeed what a journey it has been thank you all if you are still listening for listening to the end of this episode and not bailing halfway like most people probably did right so we hope you had fun we sure did and we look forward to providing you with more sweet sweet tent in the coming year we have a lot of fun stuff unplanned (laughs) (laughs) we have a hundredth episode coming up soon that we need to figure out something special for we'll figure that uh, out no we're just excited to keep on doing the show and keep delivering to you fun stories of the strange and spooky and sciencey whenever possible but uh yeah thanks again always for for sticking with us and for joining us and uh we can't wait to talk to you again soon yes indeed happy new year happy new year see you next week bye bye (laughs) 